There is a piece of spiritual prose called Footprints. Here is a summary in essence. A man is walking with God in the sands of time. As the man looks back over his life, he notices and says to God, In the hardest and saddest times in my life, you left me all alone, because there is only one set of footprints in the sands of time. God smiled with love in his eyes and said, Yes, those were the times I carried you. We are responsible for how we feel in our life, our purpose, and our love. The importance of the love we give, yes, but more importantly, the love we can't accept, or the love we refuse to see. In the presence of God is a phrase that deals with that inner spiritual journey called faith the one that touches the heart and moves the soul. There are moments in life where we're overwhelmed, a time of loss, despair, and feel so utterly alone. We're not. There's a resonance that registers in our heart and on our soul, a presence that tells us we're not alone. The greatest gifts are most times there, but we simply don't recognize them. A song we haven't heard in years comes on the radio and takes us to a happier time. The friend we happen to run into who understands what we're going through. A smile from a stranger that just makes you feel better. The presence of God is with us. Here's a tale that falls to heart. Come, let's see what's down that dusty road. A few months after the American Civil War, an old woman named Mama Issa asleep near an old crossroads. A gasp for air yanked the old seer out of her slumber. She hated it because she was dreaming of a beautiful forest, shimmering water, and melodic snatches of long forgotten words. Dust was always in the air, even in the dark silence of a world yet to blossom into sunrise. She rolled over on the soft hay laid down for her. Worry had kept her sleepless for many nights, and her great age kept her weary throughout the long, hot days. It's so quiet, except the sounds of my own rattling breath fighting with near a hundred years of hard life. I was older than this here country, landing here in the year of the Lord, 1773, when I was about eight years old. Now the year be 1865. So many years to find freedom. These ex-slaves could walk a hundred miles in the sweltering sun. Slavery had forged a people who were strong in body, but scarred in psyche. How can they find footing in a life of freedom? Where's my people's be? were the question every newly freed soul is trying to answer. Does I have another day in me? They set up camp for her near a crossroads. Now they calls it Mama Issa Crossroads, or Mama Issa's Divining Roads. Running her old fingers across her arms, she sighed with the thought that there was once supple black skin on her body. But now wrinkly old leather lived in its place. The old woman forced herself up and walked down to the little creek near the campsite. 
a bath, even a cold one, could help ease the maladies of this old flesh. She stepped into the cold creek water and meticulously washed herself. Chill bumps rose up all over her sagging skin. Yet it was refreshing in the same instant. Slowly, she dressed herself as the sun peeked over that part of Texas. I remembered being in this here country just a few years when the white folks were fighting to be free from the other white folks. We were still slaves, but white folks was free. Why weren't we worthy enough to be free? Worthy of kindness, love, and value. I gives portions to all those things to everybody. Oh, Lissa the seer woman. A daydream carried her back to an older name from before she was Issa. Before coming to this land, her name was... Bo, uh, uh, something. Memories of my homeland and just snatches of things, like a world of thick woods, or rainy seasons, or beautiful sunshine. Words my mama spoke still ring in my mind, but in a language eyes can no longer speak. In dreams, sometimes she could understand the language of her village, and it is music to her soul. It was so long ago when her village was attacked. What stood clearly in her mind was seeing her mother being hacked to death with long knives. Her mother who loved bright colors, lying on the ground with blood splattered all over her beautiful garments. That little girl I heard saw much blood spilt on that day. She shivered at the thought of the long death march to the sea, all the pain, the suffering, and the death. By the time the little girl was on the big boat, she was all alone, and all the people she knew were dead. Issa was a child when she arrived in this country, and she couldn't understand how one human could own another. Now she was ancient. She still couldn't. There was an older part of the collective soul that dwelled in her spirit. She called it... The knowing. Holding the hands and looking deep into someone's eyes, she could divine the whereabouts of people. The knowing of where folks be. Olissa's whole life has come down to these last few months. If an I can just get a little shade, I'd be all right. Helping hands led the way to a comfortable chair. Under that old oak, under that old whipping tree. A jar of water is at the foot of the chair. The newly freed slaves, they come from everywhere. All thinking they wants to know. But sometimes the knowing is bright like the sun. Sometimes it ain't. Sometimes it's cold as a grave. All the newly freed folks trying to find their place in the world. The bits of the past they wants to keep hold of. Or that piece of the past they's trying to find brings them to me. Every time Olissa shared her gift. 
a little piece of her soul was pulled away, and the pain of the person as divine was left in its stead. Even if the news was bad, they felt lighter, and their burdens were passed on to Mama Issa. The no one fell to her when she was that little girl on that ship of debt that crossed the endless waters. The woman with the eyes was dying, lying, and all that sickness. She was chained in a spot where everything from above was dripping down on her. That mess dripping down on her and her lying in that mess, she wasn't going to last long. I sees the sickness growing on her skin, and then it gets into her breathing, making her cough and then choke. The smell of that place was awful. Then the woman stared at me when I still that little girl with that other name. And with the woman's dying eyes, she could see inside my soul. I stopped looking in that dying woman's direction. But I could feel her eyes still on me. That night, the woman with the eyes was in my dream. We was back home, but everything was more. The colors of the world were richer. I turns and sees the woman bathing in a waterfall that fed a sparkling stream. She ain't said a word. But with her eyes, she tells me to come bathe in that there waterfall too. As I gets closer, I can see that all the sickness that was in that woman was gone. She was beautiful. And she was flawless. The woman washed me like I was her child with so much love and so much care. With the real world being what it be, mayhaps any child without a mother is your child. She held my hands and looked deep into my soul with a spirit of pure love. Then she slowly melted away into the sparkling waterfall. When I woke to the real world, White men's was taking the woman's body and drops her in the sea. That what they do. That dead dream changed me. After that, I could divine the location of folks. I made a mistake when I were a young woman. Seventeen years age I were. I get sold to a new plantation and there was a slave, old and dying, out of his mind. That old man's mind then carried him off to an old place because he was talking in that African talk. I lays hands on him and could see his concerns. I tells him that his family in Africa escaped the slavers and is living free in their homeland. I tells him he's cheering his strong African men's now. That old man smiled as he drifted into the next world. The folks round in that shack said I were talking that African talk with him. I think so, I'm talking American, but I do remember the music in the words spoken. One of the gals in that shack were a girl called Rista. We was about the same year's age, 17. There was such pain in her eyes that I stopped that girl and held her. I thought it was a man just passed on, but it worked. I sees it's something about another man. Well, your man be Jesse. No, his name be Zachariah. 
The woman, Rista, stares. You knows my Zachariah? Zachariah gonna run off and them white men's ain't never gonna catch him. He gonna disappear up north and change who he be. He gonna be Jesse Freeman. What of me? Should I run too? Oh, ain't no running for you. If you run, they gonna catch you and beat you to death. If you stay and they think you helped that boy, they gonna whip you so bad you be wishing you was dead. This is what you gotta do. Tell Zachariah to wait till the next dark moon near the end of the month. Then today, you and Zachariah gotta have a big fight in front of that old seer, Mr. Raza. Then there's the hard part. You gotta say goodbye to Zachariah tonight and say nothing to him for the rest of the month. For the rest of your life. I understand. The month rolls by to a day after the dark moon. There seem to be some kind of goings on. White folks and slave both running the air which way. I looks for Riska, but she won't know where to be found. She runs off with Zachariah. Three days later, they catches Riska and brings her back to the plantation. That they all see a Mr. Raza ties her to the whipping post and beats Riska to death. Mr. Raza said he ain't mean to tell her. But he does. I never forgets the look in her eyes. You could see all the love that she had for Zachariah. Well, till death closed her eyes. That old overseer couldn't beat that love out of her. These ex-slaves came in all tones from so bright, almost white, to faces so black they seemed blue. It's a Caesar gal coming down the road. Come on, cheer, girl. Ionia's be your name. Issa takes the gal, Ionia's hand. Find some land near the water down in Texas and plant that peach pit in your pocket there. That there were the first peach you ate as a freed woman. And when it starts to bear fruit, your family gonna start finding you. All except your mama and papa because they done already crossed over. After that tree starts bearing fruit, the first of your brothers gonna show up. I own you over the next 12 years, own your nine brothers and sisters gonna find you. Go on, child. Find the land near the water. Plant that pit. You'll know the place, because the sun gonna love that land. And you won't think ain't nothing more beautiful than the sunrise and the sunset on the coast. They're going to be the most special place in the world to your family. And they're going to connect it to you for generations to come. Ionia sets down a pipe. And then she turned and melted into the sea of black folks. A man with a rusty mouth pushed some folks out of the way and grabs hold of her. Olissa felt a jolt in her stomach. Cause this man had been a black overseer, a trusty the white folks called him. We calls them shit. This man here was loyal to his white massa. He loves massa more than his own cheering. With a little more food or a blanket in the winter, 
a slave man or woman could be enticed into this wicked behavior. This here evil man had a mad passion for this young gal who runs off to get away of him. She sees how this man would take hold of that poor gal and use her any way he wants. Now he misses the joy he gets beating that gal and raping that gal. That girl hates you with everything in her soul. She's scared to death of you finding her. The rusty mouth man begs. You ain't seeing right. I loves that gal. What you done did to that gal ain't got nothing to do with love. No, you gets on away from me. The rusty mouth man leers. You gonna tell me something, old woman. And he went to grab hold of her throat. But a big black hand grabbed his arm first. That man with the rusty mouth found himself flying through the air. Landing hard on that dusty road. Issa touches the big black hands. Your name be Bronson. Yes, it is, ma'am. You ain't real, old woman. You go on down the road. There's something waiting for you, but you ain't want to hear it. What you see, old woman? Ain't nothing gonna happen to me. I got me some good friends. White friends. It's by them good white friends you're gonna hang. And your good white friends ain't gonna be mad, especially that one little Dougie Adams. He the one that's gonna talk all them other white boys into hanging you for fun. You lie. Dougie's my friend. I, I ain't gonna believe in any of that mess. The rusty mouth man runs off. When I see he's evil like what that man done, I usually don't say nothing. Oh, I says I can't see. But this be my last day in the world. So she was fearless. Mama Issa reaches out and grabs Bronson's hands. And with a jolt, his mind drifts back to the beginning of his journey down that long, dusty road. It's a dusty road. I feels the Grit in my teeth and in my throat when I swallow. I needs to get out of all this dust and heat. The world had been turned upside down and this new world was inviting and a bit scary. Thing that was the same was the dust and the heat. This is what it be like to walk on the hot and dusty road of freedom. There's a rock off to the side of the road. I makes my way to that rock. My knees buckle as I sits down. Wipes the sweat and dust from my forehead. All, all these used to be slave folks traveling up and down going every which way on that there road I hear white folks talking poor creatures they don't have a clue on what to do they're just wandering aimlessly I ain't say nothing to them 
just walked on down the road and joined in the other newly free. I guess I seemed aimless too, cause I did what the others was doing, looking into everybody's face, trying to see anything familiar. I was sold off when I was about six years old. I don't remember my people. The only face that matters to me is Clorindy. My only good thing in my life, slavery or no, I pray Mama Issa can help me find my Clorindy. He remembered back. Clorindy had been there on the plantation the whole time. I didn't pay her no mind, but she grew up on me. I tried not to look at her in that way, but that Clorindy smile dreamed up my days and haunted up my nights. Her beautiful dark eyes and cold black skin, the way her clothes shaped about her womanly body. Clorindy was a field slave, so her body was hard and strong. Softness was in her eyes and in her soul. I liked the fact that Clorindy's dark skin seemed to make the overseer not see her beauty. Yet anybody who took the time to take a good look at her could really see how beautiful she was, how perfect she was. Clorindy knew something had changed because she seemed to go out of her way to be close to me, always smiling and laughing and laying the back of her hands on me so I could feel the softness of the uncalloused part of her hands. Why are you always looking at me, Bronson? Because I can't keep you off my heart. Really? That night I goes to the shack where the men slept. I took hold of Bronson's hand and we sneaks out into the starlight and lay in some soft alfalfa. I watched the moon and starlight dance across his strong body. I needed him. I could not get enough of him. We fell asleep, or so I thought. Then it was he who needed me and pulled me deeper into his need. Loving with her was worth ten lifetimes of slavery. Feeling Clorindy against my body was heaven on earth. I thanked God for this blessing of the flesh. Though I was closer to her than touching We was a mix of each other's spirit. In the starlight, we found the missing pieces of our souls in each other. Nothing in the world could bother me as long as I could be with my Clorindy. Massa Hanley stopped all that, though. 
He sold my Clorindy off to some man up in Virginia. I done seen the knowing of who you be. Oh, child, your Clorindy's living up north in a place called New York. You travel north, and you'll find your Clorindy. She's been thinking of nothing but the love she has for you. You the one who given to me, Bronson. You saved me from that evil resting mouth man. You go and let that loving woman find her man. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Mama Issa. God bless you, ma'am. You most welcome, child. Some of the knowing leaves a bad taste in your soul. And sometimes it can leave a sweetness in your heart. I needed to feel how much Bronson loves his Clorindy and how much she loves him. My old body aching so bad makes my innards want to come up. Mayhaps this went for a few more. This little girl coming this way, she bees about 12 years of age, and by the look of that girl, she were blind. Mama Issa holds the girl's hands. I'm sorry, child. I can't read nothing from you. The old seer tries to let go of the gal's hands, but in an instant, a wave of memory washes over her, and suddenly, she remembers her old name. My name be Polia, and my tribe is the Mindy. Yes, I'm members. Suddenly, images pop into old Folia's mind. She's standing in a lush forest with deep green growing things. Vivid colors pouring into view everywhere. And there before her is a sparkling waterfall cascading into a lovely stream. see in this place. I members this place. I's done stood by this beautiful waterfall foe. I gets in the water. I bathe in the age washes away. With my eyes I beckon the little girl to bathe in the waters of Tutu. These is the joyful teardrops of God. Your spirit is purified. As release and let my soul become part of the sparkling waterfall of God's love. We all returns to God.